Jamal, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't you, don't you dare, yes, sir, me ever again. Don't yeah, you dare. This? What you talking about? Don't, 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 just, just don't ever let that happen again. Do you understand <laughs> me, sir? Who the hell are you talking to? I am talking to you, young man. That's Rap Podcast. I'm your co-host Jay Rosales, and we have wrapped up the first half of the season of yes, sir. whatever we want to call this. I, I, this is such a weird season, and we're gonna get yeah. into it right away. But before we get into it, how are you guys doing, Dre? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Well, um, if the the last portion of last season was the bubble. I guess with all of the crap that's going around, this is the trouble season. And we'll get into that in a second when it comes to the pandemic. Uh, but uh, we've reached all-star break. We didn't get a break because we have no all-stars. But in a way, that's also a break because, you know, we're not going to Atlanta in that uh, Petri dish. So we'll get more to everything in a second. But mm-hmm. uh, Jason, how are you? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. It's been a while since uh, I've got to talk to you guys. Uh, I appreciate you guys taking on the last episode with the Dream Take Michael. Man, you got that guy's hilarious. We got to get him on again. Uh, but it was good yeah, to talk great. to you. It, it it is good to talk to you guys. And yes, we have made it to the All Star break, the quote unquote, the halfway point of the season. The Raptors are, you know, back uh, under 500, which is okay. But first, we got to start off with welcome everybody to that's a rap podcast we got to start off with this jay and dre we got to start off with the amount of people that on the raptors not only players but also the coaching staff that are under health and safety protocol now we the raptors are one of 27 other teams if i recall correctly only the lakers the clippers and the nets are the only teams that don't hasn't had to knock on wood have to go through health and safety protocol yet uh we are the latest and if you think about it if you really think about it this is kind of the perfect time i'm not i'm not saying that this is ever a good time to have COVID, but to have a break uh because let's say the Raptors continue to play without their stars. And we'll we'll talk about who is out. But let's say we, we had to play for the next, you know, three or f- two more weeks. We could be all the way like the, the losing streak could continue. So it's not it's it's quite a a great time to have uh, the all-star break, don't you think? Yeah, the timing of it is I get yeah, I, I know what you're saying here, right? It, it's hard to say the timing of it is good because at the same time it is actually horrible because yeah, uh, you know, the the NBA releases, you know, the number of positive cases in the NBA every week, I believe. And this week, Shams tweeted out that there are seven positive cases. Now, that is a very concerning number because outside of, I believe, Marc Gasol has uh, sat out a game recently with the Lakers due to health and safety protocols. Um, so he possibly could have it. I'm not sure. But I'm not hearing mm-hmm. too many of these health and safety protocol um uh, situations outside of the Raptors, which makes me believe that all five of the players who are currently out for the Raptors all are positive. I, I, I'm not saying that I, that for yeah. sure, but that's what I feel like. And that's really bad. 
Yeah, so you're talking about Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Malachi Flynn, and Patrick McCall. Now, and we're also talking about Nick Nurse and five of his coaching staff. Uh, no, we're not saying that all of them have COVID. Nothing has been shown or nothing has been said about that. But it's very, very concerning that so many of these players and coaching staff, are, you know, have to quarantine pretty much. The the NBA, are they, I guess they, they canceled, they postponed the, that Chicago game. I don't know when that's going to be ever be played. But then they postponed that Detroit game that was supposed to be played last Tuesday to the following Wednesday. And then the Boston game that we just played. Uh, which we also lost. Um, it was a thin line. It was a, a thin lineup, an even thinner back or, or or bench. Unfortunately, we lost both games, but one game was probably uh, a little bit more entertaining or a little bit more gusto, if you will, um, which was the Boston game. So mm-hmm. this is the one thing I wanted to point out, though. So, and I'm sorry for taking over the mic, but I I haven't been talking to you Go guys for, for a while. Go for it, You were on last week. <laughs> exactly. I want to talk to you. I want. I miss the the Toronto Raptor fans, man. So this is the one thing I wanted to ask you guys. And I was listening to uh, Eric Smith and Paul Jones on Fan Five Ninety. He brought Eric Smith brought up a really good point. Did you realize that like Shams and and Woj, they're intertwined in the NBA Twitter sphere. They just know shit. Right. I don't know how they do it. I don't know what kind of, you know, magic they have, but they just know things. And they've been always the one who said this team or that team or this player has to quarantine. I don't remember a time and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys, as well as the Raptor fans, correct me if I'm wrong. But I haven't remembered a time when either Shams or Roj had said who, who or why was the reason for the spread of the virus. So in one of Shams tweet when they were talking about seven NBA players got tested positive. He followed that up with saying many of the positive cases as expected are isolated on one team, which is Toronto. The NBA postponed two Raptors game and the team is returned to action, which was probably Tuesday against Detroit. He then continued to say sources said that the internal spread seems to have arisen from the inconsistent mask wearing from coaching staff members. Is this the first time anyone has said or pointed out who and where this might have, you know, transpired. And correct me if I'm wrong too. I haven't seen a actual, or I haven't seen a coach or a player wear a, the mask properly uh, ever, honestly. So why pointing out now? Why, you know, it's since it's like the 2017 or something, or the Toronto Raptors have been uh, tested positive. Why call it out? Why call out the coaching staff now? I don't remember seeing that happen. To have you guys. I can't say for sure, but I don't. Re- I, I can't recollect anything like that. Like uh, that well, is why a little say peculiar. That? That's, why say it? I don't know. I don't understand why. Perhaps is it because of the amount on one team, or maybe uh, it might just be COVID fatigue on his part, where it's like maybe he's tired of the same old story, so he might have just had a moment. I don't know if it's anything to do with Toronto particular or particularly, but. Maybe he's just fed up like the rest of us are. He just had a moment and just said, wear your damn masks. I've got two conspiracy theories. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, Okay. here we go. First one. Yes, you're you're pointing out the Raptors here. And and it is questionable as to why you would point them out. Conspiracy theory number one. He's bitter. He's bitter that the Raptors front office doesn't leak anything to him. So (laughs) he has this chance to slander them. He's going to go for it. Right? Whatever someone says league sources or sources have said, I it's automatically... It's never the Raptors. It, yeah, 
Yes. Yes. Never, thank you. Never, never, never. That is your, that should be your default. And I'm glad that more and more Raptors fans are picking up on that. So, you know, we're able to debunk a lot of these rumors, but anyways, that's conspiracy theory. Number one, conspiracy number two has nothing to do with the Raptors. Uh, you mentioned it off the top, Jason, who are the three teams that have not caught COVID? They happen to be the three title favorites. The oh. Nets, the Lakers, and the Clippers. I'm not saying that they're not <laughs> being called out. I'm just saying it's a little bit fishy that those three teams have yet to have a game postponed. Well, look at who, uh, even if that's true, look at who who's running their ship. LeBron, James, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant. Like, I mean, it's true. I mean, I can't imagine Giannis being like that. Giannis would probably be like, I, I can't say no. Yeah, you do you. Oh, shit, he got COVID. Like, you can't. But like LeBron... Kawhi and Kevin Durant, they run tight ships. And, like, you know, this is obviously their chance to prove everything. But then again, you could be right. Maybe they're not telling us the full story. Well, and the other thing I I would, I can't help, it's it's very easy for us to point out that it is only the Raptors that have been called out. But it's bullshit because if you watch any game in the NBA, any, Every coach is doing it. They're pulling their mask down to yell at the refs. Like it's not just of the Raptors. Course. So, so it, it is extremely fishy that he would call out just or the like Raptors on jersey this. swapping. You know, hugging players on the bench. Like whatever. It, does that NBA? Uh, 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 what's the term they had? The, the security that was supposed to stop people from dapping of it. Yeah, yeah. Whatever happened to that? When when the the two mellows traded jerseys? I'm like, where were they at? Yeah, because, like, it was a big sin for Kyrie and Adebayo, I believe, to to swap jerseys. But, like, this is okay. I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I mean, all in all, okay, at the end of the day, let's just pray for everyone's health and safety. Let's be real. This is this is a serious matter, and as 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 much as you know, we want to watch basketball uh, out of all of this. We do hope that these guys, uh, staff members, players, whomever, everybody who was affected by this, we really do hope that everyone is back and safe and healthy. Um, but okay, so I just wanted to point that out. I thought it was a little strange that Shams would just point out Toronto for some reason, but let's just go into the games now. Like I said. The Toronto Raptors had to postpone the the Detroit game that was supposed to be scheduled on Tuesday, and they postponed it to to Wednesday. They played that game. They got shellacked. They got shellacked, and mm-hmm. and I and I don't fault them at all. Obviously, we hope that it was a little bit more entertaining because like the Detroit Pistons were were nine and twenty five at the time, uh, and they were okay. You got the Dwayne Casey. You even have uh, Delon Wright who wasn't playing, albeit, but like Detroit also didn't have very many players. But I just I I thought it was just going to be a better game. You could tell that there wasn't the camaraderie. Like the only players that played together most of the time was Norm and Kyle, maybe Bain some somewhere or another. But it was like you had Watanabe starting, and the bench didn't give you anything. It Bembry it just was felt flat. like yeah, it felt like a bad like there was something else going on, which there was. Right. And of course there was. So there's a lot of things going on. And Scoliolo, uh, Scorlioni is Scorlioni? Scoliolo. Scariolo? Scariolo? Scariolo. He's doing his. Scariolo, he's doing his best to man the ship uh, with Big Cat uh, beside him. Um, at Detroit game, I don't want to go too much into it, but I mean, like, Two players on Detroit, you're going to get two players on Detroit get a triple-double. You're going to get Wayne Ellington get like nine threes. 
Well, Wayne Ellington always kills us, so and that's the only thing that actually made sense. And understaffed and Griffinless Detroit Pistons, by the way. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, to be was... fair, Griffin hasn't done anything for them this season, right? <laughs> no, I know, but like, yeah. you know, even if he, like, the fact is he's still sitting out because of the trades and whatnot, but like, he could have been something. The fact is, this is still like an even worse Detroit than it could have been. Yeah, easily, There's... easily our worst defensive game of the season. Easily. 100%. Allowing 52.7 field goal percentage, 48.8 from three. Oh, my goodness. But let me just say this. On Detroit's side, if you lose to such a shorthanded team like the Toronto Raptors, Dwayne Casey would be on the hot seat so hard. I remember seeing him, like, they were up by 20, and he's in, like, defensive stance. He's in it, and he wants to win this game. He like he probably told his team we ain't gonna lose this game and they didn't they kicked our ass one twenty nine one hundred five. Now, next game, the Boston Celtics that we who, whom we just played by the way we're we are recording this on a Thursday night right after the uh, Boston Celtics beat the Toronto Raptors one thirty two one twenty five was a much better game. I wanted to ask you guys why the difference? Same team, same uh, health and safety protocol. Why the difference against a much better team like Boston? I think that it was just that they were a little bit more prepared for this. And I know that that sounds odd considering the Raptors actually had a good four or five days to prepare for the Pistons game. But we honestly didn't know what the lineup was going to look like and who was going to be out up until the day before the Pistons game. So it's understandable that that game was going to be very rough in terms of of how cohesive they would be. And let's be real, like there was zero cohesiveness. But that ended up being the dress rehearsal for what we saw against Boston tonight. And Scariolo did a better job of figuring out who really did deserve a role in this game and figured out his lineup a bit better. And also everyone had that, um, I guess, continuity from playing the the Pistons yesterday. So, yeah, I think that it's it's a, a combination of things. And then on top of that, you have just the, the all-out effort given considering you're about to be off for a week. So you can kind of empty the gas tank in this game and, and give it your all. And we saw it there. We saw a, an outstanding game from Boucher, from from mm-hmm. Powell. Even Lowry, despite shooting very poorly, set a franchise record with, or at least tied a franchise record with 19 assists. So, you know, you kind of saw a lot from these guys in terms of putting it out all up on the floor and providing a glimmer of hope that in the second half of the season, even if the, they start a little bit shorthanded, that there is some fight left in them. Something I love about the Raptors, even when they're understaffed or they're going up against good teams, they always have a grit and grind. And that comes into play with games like today, where the ending stretch, when we were behind quite a bit because of a third quarter collapse, um, it looked like it, you know, it was actually possible for us to catch up. And it wasn't necessarily because we started to play better, it's because we fought. Grit and grind will always overtake even great teams like Boston, who we've learned this season have a bit of a flaw because they're not quite as good as we were anticipating Boston were going to be. They're, they're doing, they're, they're a little underwhelming and it's teams like that where it's like, they might have the flash and whatnot, but they don't have all the pieces. Grit and grind will always fight through because like this communal effort, this fundamental effort of just hustle that to me shines more than a few really good pieces with flaws. Even when we're like understaffed like this, we know how to hustle. And 
and it's beautiful to see. So even though we lost, I'm not overly upset. The most upset I could be is that third quarter sucked. But otherwise, yeah. we always try, no matter which player. Look, I crap on Baines a lot. A lot. And I'm still not a fan of his, of, of his game. But the guy also hustles. Then you look at players like Boucher, who just always tries. You look at Powell, where even in the last possession, when the game was clearly over, he still tried to get the ball back. He still tried to get possession, because you never know. Always, always, always in full Mamba mode. And I love it. Even though we lost, I love it. Because guess what? We didn't lose as badly as we could have had we given up and just said, well, it's not our night. The the Pistons yeah. game was a bit of an anomaly. I don't even think we just didn't try. I think we just fell apart. That's a bit different. You look at something like tonight, and it's like, we lost, but it wasn't an embarrassment. And you just know, had we had the players that we were supposed to have, this could have gone very differently. We could have creamed them, actually. Mm -hmm. If you're speaking apples and oranges, I mean, the Detroit Pistons game, we let 43 points go to in the first quarter. In the I, first quarter, we almost so gave them bad. 50. So from that, I, I do agree with you. I think it was kind of an anomaly. I think people were just, there was a lot going on that day. So I, I, I don't fault these guys for trying to understand what's going on, having their brothers, as Kyle Lowry would say, their brothers in the back of their in the back of their minds, right? And they had to go through this game uh, without the, those guys with them who you go in the trenches every single day and every single night. Now the next game against the Boston Celtics, what I love about it, uh, and and I know that Jay, you tweeted out if you know there are no moral victories uh, in in this league, but if you want to take anything out of this, the Boston Celtics didn't play like the Raptors were down four starters. They played like we are a contending team in the Eastern Conference that we might meet again in the playoffs. Like they they tried their hardest, um, and they and the schemes that they were throwing against us were working. You know, we were playing up to their level. Like you said, Kyle Lowry, 19 assists, which is incredible. Norman Powell with 25, Chris Boucher with 30, Terrence Davis, 22. I know he hurt himself. I hope he's okay. Um, but and you're ankle. also look sprained ankle. That's it. Like yeah, no, no, nothing okay. knee related sprained ankle. Goodness. Thank, well, I'll, you know, keep that uh, leg elevated, I guess. You have to think that these guys are playing, on a back-to-back -back. and, you know, 40 minutes for Kyle, 36 for Stanley, 37 for, for Powell. It's, it's going to be a tough game uh, against a really hard, uh, hard team like the Boston Celtics. And to go out like, you know, 132, 125, I think the, I, I honestly, I think it's a lot closer than what the score score makes it out to be. But all in all, that's it for the first season, first half of the season. The, the Raptors are 17 and 19. Uh, albeit a lot better than we started from the two and eight start. Let's wrap it up. What do you guys think? F take out the the you know the weirdness of the se uh, of the season. I know it's really really weird, but if we take it take the NBA season uh, in its whole, the the Raptors first half in its whole. What do you guys think? Like it's not the same. We don't have the same players. It's a completely different team, and we're asking a lot from uh, players like Pascal. We're asking a lot from Fred, of course. And we don't know what's going on with Lowry. We don't know what's going on with Powell. But how would you guys feel in the first half of the season? When we first started, I felt like, oh, my God, what the hell kind of a season is this going to be? But that's because we all placed them at a very high position in our predictions. 
Now, when they started to show up and do a lot better, in a weird way, it didn't surpass our expectations of where they would end up, but perhaps it surpassed, I feel like it surpassed in a weird way the expectations of what we thought would come out of these players as players, where they got to where they are because of an overexertion of, of, of trying, of, of really fighting to get to where they are, or to get to where they are, because mm-hmm. um, they had to make up for the lost games. They have to compete in a relatively tough East. Like, it still hurts me to say that the Knicks are doing okay, because I hate them, but they're doing, <laughs> they're doing well, so they're part of the conversation. Atlanta, don't count them out just yet. Um, the Pacers are obviously doing well, and we're not even talking about the big ones. We're not even talking about the Bucks or uh, the Celtics or the 76ers or, of course, the Nets. So c- all things considered, and the Bulls are doing okay, um, all things considered, this is the result of huge, tremendous amounts of work. So on one hand, are they showing like the, the power and like the, the command we were expecting? Maybe not, especially with that slow start and, you know, with some things they need to fix, mainly their center position. But on the other hand, you're just seeing nonstop hustle. And it's the same thing that you're right. seeing with the Heat, actually, where it's like they had a similar position where they had to make up for lost games once Jimmy came back. And both teams are like, on one hand, it's not quite what you expected, but on the other hand, it's almost even more beautiful, like just how much drive they have to play this game. So like again, like you watch a game like like tonight where we lost, and it's still like, yeah, but they played the hearts out. And it, it's it's a wonderful thing. And that's why Toronto makes it far. And that's why, you know, the Heat make it far. So, you know, regardless of, you know, having all these all-stars, because guess what? The Heat don't have any all-stars this weekend. We don't have any all-stars this weekend, but don't count either of us out because we play with our goddamn hearts on our sleeves. And that, to me, is what I love the most about this sport. It seems like this, where it's like, on one hand, they have nothing to prove, but on the other hand, they're, they're, they're still proving it as the underdogs. So, But they don't have to because guess what? Like The results speak for themselves. Even in their losses, like they put up a hell of a fight. So yeah. that's how I feel about it. It's success it's a little dirty but i'm still happy where we are and i can't wait to see more of it dre if you could grade if you could grade this first half what grade would you give it because it's not quite the the control that we were anticipating and it's not even just because of injuries and stuff we just flat out have big gaping flaws that we've discussed before i'd say like a b I would. Jay, do you agree? I would. Yeah, I would pretty much almost agree with that. I I had them at a B minus. I think yeah. that um, what we've yeah. seen this season is it's almost like a microcosm, and I'm hoping it's actually a microcosm of the Raptors at a game level. So, some numbers that have really stuck out to me when I was researching these these games this week is how the Raptors do in each quarter, and I think that we saw that today. We've seen that a lot of times this season where. They actually get off to a really good start in a lot of games, and Mm. they are outstanding when it comes to closing games. It's that middle portion where we seem to struggle. So let me bring that back to the the comparison to the Raptors season. Now, that they obviously did not get off to a hard start, 
but they certainly did close out this first half uh, on a, a fairly positive way with those three straight victories uh, against the two against the Bucks and that one against the the Sixers. Yeah. Yeah. That's that 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 beacon of hope there, right? That it is in these guys to play with the best in the NBA, and we're going to see that uh, a few more times in the second half when they match up with the Jazz and the Lakers and the Clippers a couple of times each. But I am very hopeful heading into the second half. I realize that these next two, maybe even three weeks without uh, some core guys is going to hurt. But, you know, if, if tonight's game was any indications that the Raptors are going to fight, and I, hopefully that also means that at the very least that Nick Nurse and his staff are back. We don't exactly know who exactly will be back, but there is hope there. Um, but for me, it's... I. I I'm fairly confident with giving them that B minus because I, I think that they have you know weathered the storm as it were, and I got to say their upcoming schedule is very, very promising. Now, obviously, you can't take any games for granted here, but you know I was fiddling around with the the five thirty eight website, which predicts every single game and gives like percentage on what the outcome is going to be for every single game. And the Raptors are favored to win 23 of the next 24 games. Um, I know that they're not going to win all 23 of those games, but uh, the the tough games are at home. So, for example, when they face the Jazz or the Nuggets or the Blazers over the next month, those are all home games. But does that matter for us this year? Good point. Good point. But once the you know, and going back to your earlier point about the slow start to the uh, the Raptors had, you'll also notice that. They did better at home once they stopped having fans. And uh, I think that that's a promising sign moving forward in terms of how they could play at quote-unquote home. And then all the road games, they're all gimmies. Uh, And and I'm probably jinxing it, but like, just look at their road games just in the month of March. Hornets, Bulls, Pistons, Cavaliers, Rockets, Pistons, Thunder. Those all look like victories to me. So the reason why I'm optimistic is... The, what you want to see from these Raptors is that they get off to a fairly good start in the second half because that also leads into the trade deadline. If the Raptors are off to a fairly good start in the second half, then we're not going to be hearing stuff about Lowry getting traded. We're going to hear stuff about how the Raptors are actually buyers and right. wanting to improve and get ready for the upcoming playoff run. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I stand firm with, with your decision there, Dre, and giving them a B. Um, and and I'm, I'm sticking to closer to that with a B-. minus. Jason, where do you stand? I, I agree with you there. And I and before I forget, I want to stick with what Michael said last last week. Basically, if if you're trying to tank, you're you have a loser's mentality. So in this mm-hmm. case for the Raptors, I like what you said about, you know, in the trade deadline. If we're buyers, that means we're trying to win win now. If you have a chance to go for another chance to to go deep into the playoffs, I'll be, you know, try to even win the ring. You go for it. You don't think about, well, what are we going to do with Lowry? What are we going to do with Powell? You, you try to win the game. I don't think Masai Ujiri in his blood, he doesn't have a, a loser mentality at all. I agree with you guys. I'd go, I, I'd probably go a little bit lower with, I, it's hard to give him like a C plus cause C's are really, no. really tough. So I, I, I'll stick with the B minus. I almost gave but them that, a C plus to be fair. So. Yeah, it's just that that start was a little tough. The start was a little tough to to handle, but I do like where this is this is heading. It's the fact that they've overcome it, in my opinion, and they got to where they are. That makes it like a B I, or B minus. I, 
I agree. I, I that's why it's it's hard to give them to see because this they they started so low and you know what do you do when you when you're down you try to pick like yourself Cleveland, up where it's like the opposite they started out well and now they're they're like petering out. Mm-hmm. And, and and this is this goes to show with the Raptors. Let's let's say that and I, I still firmly believe that they can make it to the fourth or fifth seed. But let's say that they end up, you know, in the bottom end, six, seven, or something like that. I don't think the top teams want to face the Raptors. A championship. Not a healthy team, no. Not yeah, exactly. Not a healthy Siakam. Can you imagine that Bucks team if they face us? We could actually beat them. Exactly. Exactly. So if we make it to like the sixth, seventh, I honestly that first round. It would be a tough ass matchup for whomever we face. I'll be if it's going to be Sixers, uh, the Nets, the Bucks, the Celtics, whoever it is up there. It's going to be a hell of a fight for us. So I'll give I'll give the the B minus. I like where this team is going, um, and and the fact that again we basically lost out on the Kawhi deal, the the Danny Green deal, Serge is gone, Marcus Saul is gone, and the fact that we're still in this. And the fact that we still have a chance every single game because of the camaraderie that we've built, because of the the coaching staff and the on-court coach of of Lowry is incredible. So I, I definitely give them the that B minus or or even or even the B. Um I think they've they've done extremely well for the first half. That two and eight start was a little rough, but I'm glad of where we've been. Uh is there anything else before we take a break, guys? Nah, man, let's go raps. I mean, take advantage of this week off, seriously, and get better. Yeah. And I really hope that, you know, those Raptors that are positive, that they, uh, you know, recover fairly quickly. I mean, and not not to be a Debbie Downer on this, but, you know, a couple of players who have had COVID, we recently just played, Jason Tatum being one of them, Drew Holiday being one of them, they all sat out at least three weeks. So, Hopefully, mm-hmm. that's not the case with our Raptors. Hopefully, they are able to come back healthy and don't feel the after effects of COVID. And and that goes to say for the coaching staff and really anyone in the world. Like, I really hope that, you know, as the days go on and the vaccinations start going out, that, you know, we all are doing a better job of of keeping ourselves safe and that those who get it are able to recover quickly. Yeah, yeah. we're be in Texas. the final stretches of this. Please. Please be sensible. We're we're almost there. We've done it for a year. What's another couple of months? Let's just get through this, and eventually, whenever it might be, we can have like a big laugh and smile about it, and just finally live another life again. But like we're still in this. Please be sensible. Mm-hmm. Second that, absolutely. Uh, all right. So let's take a little bit of a break. We'll come back and we'll talk all stars. I don't know why this is happening, but all right. Take a break. Talk to you guys soon.
usual, I completely endorse uh, whatever they're selling. Oh, shit, I just dropped the ball. Oh, I just hit shit. <laughs> okay, Kyle. Okay. <laughs> All right, gotta go. See well, you guys. Yeah. Well, welcome back to That's a Wrap, uh, a podcast for fans by fans. And uh, Jay, you took over the Twitter account today against the Boston Celtics. Um, I, I feel like it was a little bit more uh, positive than it, when it was in the Detroit game, was it? <laughs> I, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. And you, the the funny thing is, like, it's it's hard. It's easy to tell when it's me handling Twitter because I get really quiet when the Raptors are struggling. <laughs> if I count the number of tweets I sent out during that Boston game, it's probably twice as much as I sent out during the Pistons game. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's more fun. It's more fun. Winning cures all. All right, winning cures all. So we've made it to the half the quote unquote half court way mark in the nba season which means that there is an all-star game uh all-star weekend happening in atlanta now let me just put it this we we've talked about this before in multiple occasions in in you know on the podcast off the podcast the all-star weekend i have no idea why they're doing it but again it's all about the money right the Taco Bell is uh, is sponsoring a skills challenge, and Mountain Dew is sponsoring a three point contest. AT and T is sponsoring a slam dunk uh, contest. This this is happening because you know money r- rules the world, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but l- honestly, though, why why is like do you, what do you guys feel about this All Star Weekend? Besides the fact that thank thankfully, Jade, you've said it. You know, don't vote for your Toronto Raptors because no one, none of the Raptors are going to be in Atlanta. But what was your initial thought knowing that, one, it was actually happening, and two, not only that the All-Star game is happening, but two, they're having more players to come in to play the skills, three-point, and a slam dunk competition. Guys, come, really? Really? But, like, not even just that. So you pointed out something that was very interesting. So they're really trying everything to get this to work out. So you pointed out something that was interesting the other day. Uh, was it the three-point contest? Yeah, the three-point contest is basically uh, all... Yes, Jason. What's that? Jay said this, yeah. Yeah, I remember. it's just basically all people from the actual All-Star game. And the skills competition, if I'm not mistaken, is like all except for like one Portland player. So uh, I don't even remember who it is, but like somebody who... Covington. Right, that's who it is. It's Covington. So there's that. And then the slam dunk competition... Is like, you know, you have in the All-Star game, you have Zion Williamson, you have Zach Levine, you have people that, that could have participated if that's your MO this time around. But instead, they went with a guy and a, another guy and a, someone. So <laughs> Three rookies, three rookies. <laughs> yeah, but like, that's just, I get that it's like condensed. It's in the, it's in the halftime show. All of this is happening in one evening. I get all of that. But, like, if you're going to go that way, which, by the way, just picking all-stars for, like, the three-point contest isn't really the way to go. Because, like, you know, what about Buddy Hill? What about, uh, you know, Seth Curry? What about all these players who are balling? It's just a bad representation. So if you're going to go this route at all, either do it right or – be uniform or whatever. It's just kind of all over the place where it's like the, the contest. Okay. The only one that kind of makes sense is the skills because usually it is like players of that high of a caliber, but the three point is usually a way to showcase, you know, 
untapped talent somewhere that you might be missing. So is Slam Dunk, but Slam Dunk also has, you know, like it, like you, you freaking have Zion Williamson there. He's literally there. Just use him for God's sake. I believe he might have actually turned down the invitation. So I think they've actually they did ask him. Okay, but what about um... just just Zion? I, I forgot. There's there's a couple people who have actually turned down invitations and they who were actually there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't have the list off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, a couple people have turned them down. I'm pretty sure uh, Lamelo also did. turned down like the 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 Rising Star challenges or the Skills challenge. He did right, the Skills right, right. challenge, I think. Yeah. So yeah. I mean that that's a possibility, but that's very strange because oh, I guess I guess they don't want to be doing that stuff during the halftime. That's probably what it is. But like on one hand, they shouldn't be doing this at all. But if they are doing it, I'm happy to at least have something. Like I don't know if either of you have seen the lineups. They're pretty killer. I will say, though, the fact that you guys left the two Utah guys last, uh, Gobert and Mitchell, yeah, was you a... all must be on some bath salts because, like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> Mitchell should have been, like, one of the first reserves to be picked up, but I digress. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, if it's going to happen, and let's assume that everything's going to be safe, I'm happy that it's happening at all, and it could be fun. But... In the grand scheme of things, they shouldn't be doing this at all. Yep. I, I'm i going to go start with that. Start with the fact that this shouldn't be happening. And I'm very happy that none of the Raptors made it. And also that none of the Raptors were selected for these uh, various skills. Um, you know, a, a point about the, the three-point con- contest it is just, it's basically their warm-up. They've sponsored the warm-up. <laughs> <Yeah>. And... <laughs> They're going to make money off of the warm-up. So yeah. I, I find that interesting. And yeah, and just to kind of summarize what you were saying in terms of those that are not All-Stars but invited, it's actually only, only I say, uh, four people in total, right? Covington and the skills and then the three rookies in the dunk competition. Everyone else is already there partake, partaking in the All-Star game itself. Um, in terms of those who have turned down invitations, uh Anthony Edwards uh, turned down an invitation to the uh, the dunk contest. So did Miles Bridges. Uh, apparently, Jalen Brown also turned down an invitation, but he's still going to be there anyways because he's playing. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys saw this, and this is unrelated to invitations or whatnot, but did you guys see Zach Levine's uh, pregame warm-up dunk yesterday? No. No. It's easily better than anything we're going to see on Saturday. I'll I'll find. I'll maybe yeah. we'll tweet it out. But it is extraordinary. Oh, and you mean like in the dunk contest? He he no, he did it in warm up yesterday. No, but, but it's, it's better, better than anything. It's good. It's better than anything. I I guarantee it's better than anything we'll see on Saturday. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. <laughs> cool. That's amazing. Yeah. So if I'm going to take everything you guys have said, basically, if you wanted to make this as as safe as possible, quote unquote, safe as possible, don't invite more people in. Like you're right, just have everybody there or ready to participate in the, you know, the skills challenge, three point contest and dunks. Like people will watch that, right? People will watch it and just keep it as as minimal uh, players as possible. That's what I think you should do. Yeah. Don't have more people come in. And with all that being said, can we pick winners? <laughs> just because you know it's all yeah, yeah. it's all star weekend. Why not? Oh, Let's not pick winners. I mean, it's happening. So. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess you know what I mean. Should. Like, I'm not. We couldn't. We I, we can always talk about how they shouldn't be doing this, which I 100 percent agree with anybody who agrees that they shouldn't be doing this All Star Weekend. But it's happening, guys. All right, it's happening. Why not? Right. Ha- do you want me to? Stuff. Do you want me to read off the list of people? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Help. Sure, sure, sure. 
All right. Uh, skills challenge. We have Robert Covington, Luka Doncic, Nikola Vucevic, DeMontis Sabonis, Julius Randle, and Chris Paul. Who is your winner? Jason, you first. Okay. Wait. Do you have a pen? Because I want to write this down. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm typing it out. Oh, you're typing it out? Oh, okay. yes. Thank yep, you. Yep. Skills challenge. I'm going to go Dark Horse. I'm going to go uh, Sabonis. I don't okay. even think that's a dark horse. That that's who I was actually considering because the last number of years, the big men have dominated, and yeah. I can shoot. Yeah, taking, the guy I took that has, into consideration. Yeah, the, it, it could easily be him. Um, if I if I'm going to give a variation, Luca, but I honestly think it might be Sabonis. Okay, cool. Um, hmm. Jay, what about you? I mean, you got the goat, Chris Ball, there. I do, I do, but I think all of us are trying to go a little bit uh, off here, and I think you guys have the right idea in terms of going with a big. But I'll go with a different big. I actually probably could have gone with Domas as well. I'm going to go with uh, Nikola Vucevic. Um, he is oh. surprisingly one of the best three-point shooters in the league in terms of shots at the top of the key, which is where they will be shooting, obviously at the end of this thing. So right. I'm thinking that knowledge comes and helps him and uh you know he's the one bright spot in an otherwise crappy magic season and wins the skills challenge yeah. more like the Lanjo tragic anyway <laughs> that's a fair point okay. i don't want to speak too soon all right we move over to the three-point competition steph curry donovan mitchell jason tatum jalen brown devin booker and zach levine dre why don't you start us off Okay, so the obvious answer would seem to be to do Steph Curry, but we've seen the history of Steph Curry in this competition. How many times has he won it? So I'm not going to go Steph Curry. This might not even be logical, but just just for the sake of argument, and especially because he is a really good three-point shooter, how crazy would it be? Because I don't think this has ever happened before. How crazy would it be if two-time slam dunk champion Zach Levine... Damn it, I was going to say him. His <laughs> dunk was freaking nuts, by the way. I just watched the one that you sent. That's that's possibly crazier than most of the ones that he's done in the slam dunk contest. That's beautiful. Anyway, how crazy would it be if two-time winner Zach Levine ends up winning for the three-point contest? Because he actually can. I'm going to go with Zach Levine. Mm. Damn it, I was too. Okay, you've taken my reasoning, and I'm going to stick with that same reasoning. Uh, I'm also picking Levine as nice. my dark horse surprise winner. I'm going, to, I'm going to go as far as say that you're going to see Donovan Mitchell and Steph Curry going in the finals. That would be dope. Because I don't see – for the three-point contest, I always think that like in-game shooters don't yeah. make it very far. So yep. you're talking about Devin, Jalen, Jason, and Zach. All these guys are in-game three-point shooters. But you see Steph Curry, Donovan Mitchell, I think they can shoot really quickly. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to probably go with Stephen Curry. Now, this brought up some interest when Jay, uh, Dre, you said, you know, how many times has Steph Curry won? He's only once. won once exactly. in 2015. And Booker has won one as well. Oh, there you go. I want to ask you guys, how many players, uh, and don't look at the stats now, but how many players, just give me a number, has won multiple that one guy who uh, I think he played for the Raptors. I, I never remember his name. <laughs> okay, well, no, he's not asking well, for names, but he's just asking for yeah, numbers. Just, so that's just, good just that you know number. that guy. Yeah, exactly. So there's uh, one. I'm gonna guess like two. No, it's more than that. Is it actually it's more than that? Yeah, yeah. Because off the top of my head, I can tell you there's Bird, Hodges. Uh, oh wait, multiple yeah. times, multiple times in a row. 
Oh, just yeah. multiple, multiple times. Just multiple, multiple, doesn't that. have to be in a row. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah. My bad. Uh, which I think Bird still won twice in a row, so I screwed up anyway. Uh, Three times in a row. Yeah. Saber with, Hodges with a warm-up jersey on, or like his uh, his, his yeah. Jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. I'm gonna guess ten. I don't think it's that high. I'm gonna say it's somewhere around. I'm gonna go with six. Ooh, right on the money, Jay. Six. Yeah. Right on the money. Larry Bird with three. Craig Hodges. Wait, wait, hold on. Three. Let me see. Let me see if I can name them. Let me see if I can name them. Okay. Okay. You ready? Name two. Yeah, Burden Hodges. Yeah, uh, I I know Capono's the one that Dre was thinking of. Yeah, I was thinking of as well. Uh, da, 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 da. I want to say Hornacek, uh, Legler, yeah, Jeff Hornacek, Legler, and Stoyakovich. Mm, I don't see Legler twice. Damn, Stoyakovich. Uh, Stoyakovich is another one, and a uh, Mark Pierce. Oh, Price. That's right. Oh, I sorry, had it. Price, Actually, you know what? I was going to say, uh, never mind. I, I, I can't defend myself. I was going to say that, but that's all good. Sorry, listeners. Yeah. I'll let you all down. I don't watch All-Star Weekend all that much, especially it's like good. stuff. Like that. A, although I do think I do think the All-Star Weekend for the NBA is probably the best. Like, I don't think NHL is really good. I, like, the NFL has what the Pro Bowl. I know it's a bias, but I'm going to have to agree with you. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, because exactly. you have such like flashy, a flashy array of things you can do. Yeah, and and I think MLB probably just had like the they just had the home run home, derby, right? Home run derby is pretty fun, I guess. Okay, um, finally, Jay. Oh one yes, more. right, uh, dunk competition. So we're gonna name three people. We're gonna name three guys that that none of you guys know about. I know one of them. We've got uh, Cassius Stanley of the Pacers, Obi Toppin of the Knicks, and Anthony Simons of the Blazers. Who is winning the dunk contest? Toppin's going to be Toppin. <laughs> Obi Toppin? See, after they released these three, I, I automatically was like, I don't know who these players are. But then more and more, like Bleacher Report, I don't know, Hoops, uh, they all started to throw out uh, dunk videos of these guys. Of and course. the one that impressed me the most was Anthony Simons. So I'll go with him. Why not? Uh, I was also going to go with him mainly because he's got Derek Jones Jr. as a teammate. And so Jones Jr. will kind of Ooh. give him the tutelage there on, on how to win over the judges. So yeah. I'm going with I just, that. I, I can't go with Obi Toppin. Uh, like, I think I like him as a player. I thought he was going to be rookie of the year. You know, historically outside of JaVale McGee and like uh, Dwight Howard, big men don't usually win these contests. That's fair. So I don't know. Which I'll, I'll go with him. You know, not even yeah. as a he should have. I was going to say the same yeah. thing. Future Raptor, JaVale McGee, <laughs> was wish. absolutely robbed. JaVale <laughs> yeah. McGee. As long as he has two rims. He does <laughs> two rims at the same time and an alley yeah. himself at the same time. As a guy who's like over seven foot, that's ridiculous. Like, come on. I think only only him and probably Taco Fell can pull that off. I don't yeah. think Taco Fell could do that. <laughs> he he doesn't have that dexterity. No, I, I don't think he could do that. Yeah. All right, all right. So there you have it, guys. All Star Weekend, Raptor fans. Let us know what you what you guys think about the uh, All Star Weekend. Obviously, we we us three don't think it should happen, but it's happening. So you know, might as well have fun and see who you guys are picked as the uh, Rising Star or Skills Challenge, three point, and the Slow Down Cup. What about the actual game? All right, the game. Oh, I don't. I haven't. I haven't even really looked at the lineup. I'm just going to assume that whatever team LeBron has put together will win. That just my guess i could go over yeah. it quickly for you guys <laughs> yeah, well, I, I i got it here i got it here okay uh, okay. uh james and the kumbo steph curry uh Doncic, jokic 
Jalen Brown, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, Sabonis, and Simmons. Ben Simmons. Not in order um, of selection, right. by the way. Yeah, not in yeah. order of selection. I apologize. I'm just looking at the TNT Twitter. Uh, and Team Durant, you got Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Julius Randle, uh, Vucevic, James Harden, Zach Levine, Zion Williams, and Donovan Mitchell. Oh, that's Which obviously the extra name is because yeah. Durant's not yeah. playing. So, yes, yes, yeah, that's for me. That's a fairly easy decision. It's Team it's LeBron, probably good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If you got if you got James and Kumbo with Curry and Donovan <laughs> and Lillard. <laughs> And and uh, yeah, and Chris Paul and Ben Simmons. I mean, listen, it's going to be fun watching uh, Zion and Levine go back to back dunks. It's going to be a lot of fun watching that. But team wise, you got to go with Team LeBron. I mean, come on, let's be real. Curry and Adentagupa alone is like redonkulous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so there you have it, uh, Raptors fans. That's your All Star Weekend. have as much fun as you can with it, knowing that this probably shouldn't be happening, but you know, this is the NBA and money runs the world. So as the second half rolls around, the, the Toronto Raptors will be back on Thursday. I want to ask you guys, and I have I have an answer. I'm not too sure if if I'm gonna stick with it to be honest, because I have a couple of answers, but outside of the Toronto Raptors, because of course we want the Raptors to succeed and go into the playoffs, far into the playoffs. But I wanted to ask you. Who is the other team, maybe a dark horse team that you are actually rooting for that you want to see succeed into the playoffs and you want to go further into the season? Is there a team outside of the Raptors that you are rooting for? Does a disrespected team that's currently highest in the league count or does it actually have to be like a dark horse? Oh, no, yeah. no, I, I was thinking the same thing actually. But if you want to go with them, go no respect and they're the top of the league right now. And I feel like they should be yeah. like considerably like considered favorites of some sort but if you mean like an actual like underdog i can change my answer no no i think because i think that's what you were going i thought you were going to go with the jazz because i i was listening to the last week's pod with michael and i he was talking about how he just in his contract in his houston rockets fandom contract he cannot uh cheer for the jazz Um, so yeah and you couldn't you couldn't say anything (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I know that you're a Jazz fan, so do you see the Jazz like actually making it far into the playoffs? Well, just to, just to uh, confirm, I'm not necessarily a Jazz fan, but like I love this current team and I love Mitchell. Uh, I think uh, predominantly defensive players like Gobert get a bad rap because they don't put up a lot of points or whatever. I love Conley. I see such a fire in this team and so much heart and camaraderie I flat out want them. The Jazz have never won a title, correct? No, I think. No, they've never. I won. want this team to be the first. Let them destroy all preconceived notions of the Nets or the Clippers or the or the Lakers, the 76ers, whomever. Which, as a Sixers fan, my main answer this year is actually them. But in terms of the teams that aren't getting any respect, like a Rodney Dangerfield type team, no respect at all. It's the Jazz. I'm going to go, I have two. It's a close, it's very hard to choose between these two. Right now, the Spurs are currently sitting sixth, and I don't know how Popovich is doing this. Greatest. Yeah, it's it's truly astonishing what he's doing with the Spurs. And also, I'm going to call out the Golden State Warriors. Um, Which Jason, you selected them to be even in a playoff 
position. So you beat both of us, both of us out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I have my I have our preseason predictions up on my screen right now. I was going to talk a little bit about it, but <laughs> but just just to quickly reiterate about the Warriors, it's it's I don't even know if it's the team itself, the the resurgence of Wiggins, but really, Draymond Green has really just grown on me. Like, I really love the guy, but like this season yeah. has just gone over the top. Like, I would do anything to have him on my team. That's how much I love <laughs> that guy. Yes. Those are those are great answers. Uh, also, for, for me, uh, conversation is ridiculous. Man, Jokic and Embiid, it's, though, like yes, but like, their seasons are just—he's not, not the third. Like, come on, come it's on. it's a good it's a good MVP race. Is is all I'll say. Yeah, it's, you got yeah. a lot of good contenders. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I I definitely my, Golden State was was definitely one of them. Um, but my like top one, and I'm I'm gonna stick with the West with you guys. It's got to be the Suns. It has to be. Oh yeah, um, and Chris Paul to finally get a ring. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Monty Williams, Chris Paul. I mean, Devin Booker finally is finally playing with a good, good, good team. Aiden is all right. He, he's fine with me. But like Drake, Jay Crowder has been such a good pickup for them. The fact that they're second place in the Western Conference right now it makes me smile a lot Isn't because crazy? Phoenix has Phoenix has always been in the bottom tier every damn year and not to say that i'm the huge fan of them but i like seeing like the resurgence of them i just like seeing them uh being above the lakers above the clippers above the warriors people who are always there constantly so to see them being this high into the standings makes me really happy so raptor fans let us know what who if you have a dark horse team like outside of the Toronto Raptors, of course. But if you have a team, not even a dark horse team, just another team that you are rooting for for the second half of the season, we'd love to hear it. Um, let us know on that's wrap uh, on Twitter. But until then, man, I've been talking a lot. I really miss talking to you guys, Dre. Where can I find you, bro? I feel like I've overtaken so many conversations. So no, you can you can fully talk more. Uh, you. But even though this is not my plug, my bad. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Andreas Bad. <laughs> you can follow my film editorial on the review website, Films Fatal, F I L M S, F A T A L E dot com, those spaces. Um, I'm going to be continuing my top 100 films of all time. Uh, that project, including the 30s, which just came out last Monday. So uh, the top 100 films of the 1920s, that's the last decade but not the last list. There's going to be a bunch. So that's going to be coming out the first Monday of April. So look forward to that. I run a, a film podcast called The K-Cut, where we have different episodes each Tuesday night. So check those out. Jay, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Rosalisaurus. You can find my weekly column, The Wrap-Up, which looks at the games of the week for the Toronto Raptors every Monday on Raptors HQ, which is also where you're finding this podcast. That is me. Over to you, Jason. Yes, sir. And you can find all of us on That's A Rap Pod on Twitter. Again, we kind of, you know, do a little circle of when we're going to be Twittering, uh, depending on the games and depending on the day. Uh, but you can find us there, That's A Rap Pod. And of course, in all your podcatchers, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all of that. And you can find my work on all uh, a bunch of different uh, episodes for the Graduating Anxiety a Podcast, Dear Brown Parents, a Great Indoors, uh, the york university podcast i'm i'm kind of all over the place so check out my work there but until then raptor fans god it's good to talk to you guys again that's a wrap all right so the recording's done jason yes sir yes sir jason don't you don't you dare yes sir me ever again don't don't you dare
Who, who the hell is this? I'm just telling you, don't yes sir me ever again. Okay, young man? Who the hell are you talking to? I'm talking to you, young man. Don't, don't call me sir, okay?